BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let's divorce the dumpster fire that are from the PCOS diets. Are you living with polycystic ovarian syndrome and tired of all the diets that are not giving you the relief that they are promised they will deliver? This episode of the Love Food Podcast is in partnership with my PCOS and Food Peace course. Finally, free yourself from endless PCOS fatigue, frustration, shame, and guilt. For PCOS sufferers who are tired of ineffective diets and unhelpful advice, join me on a PCOS and Food Peace journey that will change your life forever. Through the month of September, you will get 30% off using the coupon code TRUTH at checkout. Get to all the details at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 262 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. Over the years, I have changed how I introduce myself, even just now on this podcast. I said I was a registered dietitian and a partner on your food peace journey. I used to introduce myself as something different, clinical dietitian, sometimes it's mom, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm a medical transcriptionist. That's for when I don't want people to know that I'm a dietitian because they love to talk to me about their diet or what they're eating at the moment. Sometimes I need a break too. But lately, when people have asked me what I do, I lately have been saying, I help people with PCOS to burn their diet books. And I really honestly need to tell you, I do have a fire under my ass. And this is what's directing this episode. I've had this fire under my ass kind of brewing. It was a little smaller for a while, but I think it's because I wasn't really paying attention to it and I wasn't tending to it. I probably was just throwing kindling on it all the time and not really taking care of it and putting some big ass logs on it. But let me tell you, I've been doing that lately. And there's so much about healthcare that after almost actually over 20 years now as a dietitian, it's giving me some perspective. 
And so much of that perspective is hindered by my privilege. And I feel really, honestly, really lucky that people with different lived experiences have helped me to appreciate different perspectives and points of view. And I think that's part of this fire just getting bigger and bigger. There is a lot to healthcare that is broken. Part of that, we talk a lot of a lot in this podcast, how diet culture and anti-fat bias, how they're really provoking harm <laughs> under the guise of like actually helping, which is total bullshit, right? So many of you know, I specialize in helping people with PCOS. Like I said, it's just a few seconds ago. And in particular, PCOS is a really interesting condition because it affects mostly people with uteruses and it also is largely invisible. It's hard to kind of pinpoint because it's a diagnosis of exclusion. It's also not really sexy. You know, it's not bringing in a lot of research dollars. So we don't know a lot about it. And unfortunately, anti-fat bias and a lot of other systems of oppression are really hurting people with this chronic condition. So I have been journaling on what this fire under my ass is really all about. And I think it's about what I want to see different in PCOS healthcare. And before I go even any further, those of you who have no interest in PCOS, if you're wondering if you should just stop right now, well, you know, that's up to you. But I have a feeling this episode is more generalizable, especially for those of you affected by any chronic condition. I have a feeling that the things that I'm noticing that I would like to change within PCOS healthcare is a part of a lot of chronic conditions. So leave it up to you if you want to listen to the rest of it or not. It's a really quick episode. There's no letter included today in case this is your first Love Food Podcast episode. Just know this is a little different, but I just needed to talk about this. And I think I'm really just fanning the flames in a way that I hope energizes myself and other people to really take a look at PCOS care and together, only together, we can change it. So I want to know if you're with me or not. But before we get to the top six things that I want to see changing in PCOS care, a quick word from our sponsor. We are welcoming back Ovofolic as a sponsor of the Love Food Podcast, and we want to ask you a question. What is your PCOS truth? If you are living with PCOS, you may or may not know that September is PCOS Awareness Month. How many people are not even aware of what PCOS actually is, but so many people experience this syndrome. And it is something that can make life really complicated, especially because so much of what you experience, so many of the symptoms are invisible. We know that you often don't feel heard or are just dismissed by your doctor and told to just lose weight and try another stupid diet that we know is not gonna work and actually can provoke a lot of harm. Well, the folks at Ovofolic at Elon Healthcare 
they are teaming up with me to really shine a light on how this stigma is so harmful. And so we are encouraging people with PCOS, just like you, to share your PCOS truth using the hashtag MyPCOSTruth anywhere that you use social media. You know I love Ovofolic. It's a great inositol supplement that's third-party tested, has the 40 to 1 ratio, and the company who makes it, Elon Healthcare, is a women-owned and led company. We are giving away six-month supply of Ovofolic to two lucky winners. Do you want to enter? I think you should. Someone has to win. So go to juliedillonrd.com slash Ovofolic, and you'll get a link to sign up. Again, it's juliedillonrd.com slash ovofolic. And ovofolic is spelled O-V-O-F-O-L-I-C. You can also grab the link in the show notes. All right, let's go ahead and get to the meat of the episode. So there are six things that I want everyone to know about polycystic ovarian syndrome. And as I'm talking about PCOS, keep in mind, even if you don't have PCOS, this probably applies to many different chronic illnesses and experiences as you are navigating healthcare, the world in general. I came to these particular six items in PCOS care as sort of a manifesto. I've been really thinking about what I want to do as a clinician, how I want to serve people with PCOS. And these are the things that I really would like to see change. I appreciate that it's not something I can do. It's only something that we all can do together. So let's get to it. So first up, I want everyone to know that diets harm people with PCOS. This is probably not a surprise if you've listened to the Love Food podcast for very long. But if you're new to my work, I firmly believe that people with PCOS are not a math problem to be solved. Assuming that eating less carbs, intermittent fasting, keto, or any other diet are the PCOS fix neglects key research, key research and insight. We know that long-term dieting worsens insulin and inflammation and also predicts binge eating. Even more, diet recommendations prevent access to healthcare and contribute to the oppression of fat people with PCOS. People with PCOS should not have to practice an eating disorder like anorexia nervosa to earn healthcare provider attention, praise, and care. And I know so many of you are doing that. We need to fight to end this normalization of disordered eating to treat PCOS. All right, moving on to number two. This is really, really important. People with PCOS are not just women. You may notice that I don't say girls and women with PCOS. I did at some point, but I don't anymore. Everyone, everyone with PCOS matters, not just women with PCOS. And if you are someone who identifies as a woman, you may be wondering like, oh, I didn't know men could get PCOS. And I have a feeling that you're talking about something different. What I'm referring to is that anyone at any point in time that's was born with a uterus and has been diagnosed with PCOS may not actually be a woman. Non-binary people, intersex people, and trans men live with PCOS too. 
We only use inclusive language like people with PCOS rather than sister or woman with PCOS because I really believe everyone deserves to have a place to tend to their PCOS and feel valued there, to feel wanted. This is so important. So again, you won't hear me say girls and women with PCOS. And honestly, I don't know the quote best way to refer often to like PCOS diagnoses and statistics because I don't want to exclude people. This is important. It's honestly also a nuance that can wait because I'd rather include someone and have a clumsy way of getting to explaining what PCOS is and how people experience it. I'd rather include someone than have a soundbite. So it's people with PCOS and everyone with PCOS is valued and wanted in the work that I do. So now we're on to number three. People with PCOS, I hope you know this, people with PCOS are more than their ovaries. If you have PCOS, I wonder what you were told when you were diagnosed. Was it something like, here's birth control and come back when you're trying to get pregnant? There's many people listening right now, at least one of you who is like, oh yes, that's exactly what I was told. I do not assume that people with PCOS want to increase their fertility or decrease their androgen levels even. Typical PCOS recommendations like that come back when you're trying to get pregnant They neglect the metabolic and psychological consequences from PCOS. They also, more importantly, reinforce misogynistic and transphobic beliefs that people with ovaries are only valued for their reproductive purposes. Again, people with PCOS are valuable, and they're valuable because of their humanity rather than their ability to reproduce. And I cannot mention reproductive health without acknowledging in real time in the United States, in the state of Texas, there has recently been um, a law cleared, changed. I don't understand the, I don't know exactly the terms, but all I know is now abortions are illegal after six weeks in the state of Texas. And while this may be polarizing, I think it's really important to name that Reproductive justice is a part of PCOS healthcare as well. This is something that's going to hurt the most oppressed people, this law, and I am against this law. Reproductive healthcare, reproductive justice is important to PCOS care. All right, let's move on to number four. Number four is we are going to end weight-based discrimination in PCOS care. So... That's something that I just feel in my bones. We together are going to end weight-based discrimination in PCOS care because we have to. Putting um, gates up for people to access reproductive medicine, gender-affirming surgery, knee surgery, hip replacement, any other kind of interventions, putting a weight as a gate to getting those um, surgeries is not okay. Everyone deserves access to healthcare. They should never be weight-based. This common healthcare practice is discriminatory, plain and simple, and we know it harms health. So this is something I want everyone to know that it is not okay 
to push weight-based discrimination in PCOS healthcare. All right, number five. I believe people with PCOS, and you should too. How many times, you, the listener with PCOS, how many times have you explained to a healthcare provider that you are trying to cut back on something, maybe it's carbs or sugar, or trying to exercise more, only to be told or at least understood that you are not believed by this healthcare provider? This is actually quite the norm. Most people that I have talked to with PCOS have tried all of the things that their healthcare providers have told them to try, and they've either been told directly or indirectly that they were not believed. As someone without PCOS who's trained in the medical care system as a dietitian, I was trained to not believe people, that if people were telling me that they ate a certain amount, to multiply that by three. That was actually something that I was instructed to do. I regret that. Because I believe people with PCOS when they say that they have tried. I lift up their concerns even if I don't see them or understand them. And I encourage you to do the same. Together, let's believe people with PCOS when they have tried. Let's lift up their concerns even if we don't see them or understand them. We need to stop dismissing people with PCOS and stop minimizing their pain, their fatigue, and their other experiences. Okay, so... Number six, our last one, is we need to stop scamming people with PCOS. So many people experience this condition. So many people. So, of course, there's going to be folks preying on vulnerability of someone who's really wanting to feel better. Yet, we know PCOS is a chronic condition. It can't be cured. While Instagram influencers may have found a certain way to fix PCOS symptoms by eliminating a food group or using a special supplement, we appreciate this is the exception, not the rule. It also shines a big old spotlight on elitism within PCOS care. Promoting these fixes minimizes the fact that PCOS is a condition that is lifelong, chronic, and worsens with age. It also promotes this culture of shame for those still suffering after following the directions. While some interventions like increasing access, decreasing oppression, nutrition therapy, stress management, and movement can improve symptoms, they do not cure PCOS. We do not promise a cure. I don't promise a cure, and I encourage you not to promise a cure. Instead, we need to provide a safe space to explore options to making living with PCOS symptoms easier. Sometimes this is going to come down to the person with PCOS doing something different. And sometimes that easier living comes from together changing the system to make chairs more accessible, to make healthcare more accessible, to allow people to have more access to the food that they need, the shelter they need, and the safety that they also need. I make a point to say all of that because with all these six items, what I'm really, really starting to appreciate more than anything is that only together we will change PCOS care to be more accessible and equitable for all. We need to do this together. I appreciate this is not something I can do. And so I'm hoping you'll join me. 
Thank you for letting me share these six things that I want everyone to know about PCOS, my sort of manifesto when it comes to PCOS care. If you enjoyed this episode of the Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you left a rating or review or subscribed or shared an episode. Doing any of these acts of kindness really helps the show grow. And I want everyone to have access to food peace. So thank you in advance for playing your part in helping more people to find the show. This episode of a Love Food Podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. Remember, it is 30% off through the month of September, so you have a few more days left. You can use the coupon code TRUTH at checkout. Go to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. All right, so until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.